Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, we encourage you to uh, enjoy swell vodka. Uh, with a passion, but also do it with uh, some intelligence, okay? Responsibly. Yeah, yeah. Drink responsibly. Uh, Scott Casper with you. PJ Duran as well in studio. Our, our uh, hosts uh, include Jack and Leanne DeLeon, our producers. Uh, our uh, contributors include Chris Bishop and Tommy Boy Halverson. So far, we've heard in the first hour from Ty Tremaine. I thought that was a fun interview with Ty. Uh, you know, in, a lot of times we go into these interviews – we go in cold. You know, we may have some limited background, uh, which Jack provides us because he does all the show research. Thank you, Jack. But but also we have, you know, uh, so, some limited knowledge from the Internet. Our next guest is no different. And uh, Bob DeFranco, by the way, was outstanding, as, as always. But uh, we go to our next guest, and that's Rodney Smith. Rodney, how are you? I'm doing good. Thank you. AMA Hall of Famer. Yeah, it's, uh, I think I was inducted in 2015, and it was quite an achievement. That's something I would definitely wasn't expecting, and I think kind of one of the easiest ways to explain it is, uh, you know, as a kid growing up racing motorcycles, you know, you always want to win races and win championships. And sure. The best there is. But I don't think you ever go into it thinking that you're going to be in the AMA Hall of Fame. So the day I got called and got inducted into the Hall of Fame, it kind of was like people asked me what it was like, and I said, it's like winning the biggest championship I ever won. <laughs> I never even knew I was interested in it, you know? What was that phone call like? It was pretty pretty interesting. It's, uh, like I said. Almost uh, surreal, I right? I, I, I was retired. Yeah, it's almost surreal. I was retired. I wasn't really racing anymore. And, and I get a call saying that uh, you know, I just got inducted to the AMA Hall of Fame and wow. um, had, had to come out to the uh, Florida to the introduction. And it was just like I said, it still wasn't surreal until I went there and went through the whole ceremony. And then people were asking me the next day what it was like. And I was like, man, it's, it's kind of like wearing the biggest championship of my life. And I didn't even know I was interested. <laughs> well, Rodney, you cool. are, you now, uh, are, cool. you're still affiliated and coaching. Is that still the role that you fill at Beta uh, USA? Well, that's kind of how I got started in with Beta. They, uh, you know, as a brand manager, they wanted me to use my name and come in and work with the riders. And uh, they ended up getting rid of the team manager and buffed me up into the management department. So I run, I actually run the team. So, it's been kind of a learning curve, you know. It's, it's a whole new career. It's uh, you know, I went from being a racer now to running the team and hiring racers and uh, trying to look for the next best racer out there and and just try to uh, what's best for our brand for Beta. And you've got some very talented off-road racers. So you're, are you the Beta USA Racing Manager? Is that the official title that one would use? Because that covers a number of disciplines. I have to believe. Yes, it's basically the, uh, you know, the USA Beta Off-Road Racing Manager. Um, I think I have eight different uh, pro riders and then four or five different support riders. We so, cover races from the East Coast. We do Grand National Cross Country to the National Enduros to the Sprint Enduro Championships. And then on the West Coast, we do uh, we do Heron Hounds, the AMA Heron Hounds. We do the National Hair Scrambles. We do the Enduro Cross, which we have coming up this weekend. Um, so we cover a wide range of uh, races and, and different off-road events. And are you still involved with trials? 
Yes, they definitely, definitely. They have a whole different, um, you know, manager and trial side of it. Um, I'm just, uh, you know, working with the off-road motorcycle part of it, not the trial side. But yes, data is definitely very, very heavy in trial. And PJ, I, I know that uh, you guys have Beta as a brand that that uh, Hickam Power Sports sells. Um, what place does it play uh, within the market? I would say Beta is. You know, is it a specialty bike? It, it is. Um, they seem to, since their induction, uh, at least at the level that most consumers knew about them. They were going toe to toe with KTM. I think that was their aim. Okay, they want to be a specialty European, cool looking bike, race ready European brand. That's uh, you know, it's not one of your big four Japanese bikes. I think, and and correct me if I'm I, wrong, I Rodney. I think they really have taken aim at KTM, and their their bikes are similarly equipped and directly right. comparable. Yeah, no, exactly. You know, when I came on board, you know, I put my name on with this manufacturer, and you know, I did some research and stuff with it too, but. They're great motorcycles. They're uh, they're fairly highly competitive right out of the gate, and I would have to I had have to agree with you one hundred percent. I think our our whole model is kind of almost back in the KTM. You know how they got into off road and spread themselves and got real recognized and reliable, and everybody knew the KTM brand before they branched into any other type of uh, motorcycle racing like motocross and stuff like that. You know, I think we definitely have to do our groundwork and, and sure. uh, build build the name, and, and you know, not, we got to walk before we can run. Well, I I don't know that. I would I would want to be in a race with any of the Japanese manufacturers. You know what I mean? Uh, whether it's Honda or Kawasaki or Yamaha or whoever, I think I'd rather get really good at what I do. Okay, which obviously yeah. Beta has done and uh, continues to do, much like KTM. But I, I I believe that once you're good at what you do, the market will find you. It's up to you to determine how to market yourself. Right? That makes sense. Yes, I think you. Exactly right. Okay, so can I start for you on Monday and uh, just uh, <laughs> I'll slide right in there. Exactly. No, our 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 guest Rodney Smith. Of course, you uh, may remember him being inducted in the Hall of Fame in 2015. Uh, one of the most dominant off-road racers of the late 90s or early 2000s. As a matter of fact, Rodney, um, in in your career, and 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 might I say it was an illustrious career. 13 AMA-sanctioned national championships, uh, to your credit, including the Grand National Cross Country uh, title in 98, 99, 01, And I was talking with PJ off the air about this, and, and I don't know that there's anybody else in that category uh, that has done what you've done. Yeah, you know, not only that, I think what a lot of people forget, too, is I had a big motocross career prior to that. Yeah, we're not talking about that. We're, we're <laughs> well, no, and the ISD work, the ISD work is uh, absolutely noteworthy as well. Right, right. Yeah, I, th I think just being a rounded rider in all different types of racing is uh, kind of what helped get me into the Hall of Fame. Really? But no, without a doubt, you know, the, the 13 championships in AMA, off road, it was uh, it was very good. What part of I your race career do you look back upon and go, you know what, that was the most fun? Well, I don't look up to say my last championship. championship. Um, probably my first year getting into off road, which was I think like ninety two, ninety three, because I like I said, I retired from motocross and I was kind of burned out. Um, and I got into off road for fun because that's what my family did as a background, and right. I kind of started enjoying, enjoying riding a motorcycle again and. I just did some races for fun, and, and it was just—it was a lot of fun. It wasn't about the money. It wasn't about the fame. It was just about going out there and riding a motorcycle and trying to, you know, be the best there is. And okay. It was a lot of fun there. 
But I do have to say, my last year of racing, pretty much when I won the, my fifth championship in GNCC, I was 40 years old. It started out as a real fun year because it wasn't expected of me, and the physician kind of knew I was getting ready to retire. We were bringing up Josh String and some other other riders to fill my shoes, and I was just out there kind of having fun that year. And you know, when we went into the summer break, I had a three point lead in the championship, which over Jason Raines, and wasn't that big of a deal. But up until then, I, I didn't care if I won four or five championships. I only won four. So I was having a lot of fun that year, just racing you know, and riding. And then uh, all the way up to about, I think when the summer break ended, we had four races to go, and I came back and won the next race. And Jason Raines had some trouble and ended up fourth or fifth that day. And all of a sudden, I had uh, like a 16-point lead with three races to go. And then, then the pressure hit. Then it wasn't so fun anymore. Because I, it, was more, I, I, it was more expected of me to win it now, and I couldn't lose it, you know. And, and then the fun was gone. But that, that whole year was a lot of fun, like I said, up until that point. Rodney, always good to talk to you up against the clock. Appreciate the time. Anybody you want to say thank you to, let's face it, uh, as, as you and I are a little long on the tooth, uh, there are still people that helped us get to where we are today. Who are they? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, Mike Webb, you know, this is with you all along. But I have to say, I give a lot of thanks to Beta right now and being a part of their team and, and help represent that, that manufacturer that's building a foundation right now. And, you know, I got a good team that I've been putting under me, which sure. is uh, the mechanics and the riders. I got a lot of good guys, Bryce, uh, Javier is Mark suspension guy, and I got Ryan Johnson, I got um, Jason Hurst, and, and um, you know, a bunch of good mechanics. I got. You know, that's uh, Rodney Smith on the program. This is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Back after this short timeout, top of the hour break. Appreciate you listening. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross. Don't you know that you're a grown up? I'm a grown up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days being a grown up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep. Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. All right, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. (laughs) I've never done it. (laughs) (laughs) Right.